The WNBA playoffs are here. I'll give you everything you need to know about each series, stats, and yes, some hot takes. Locked on women's basketball starts now. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, it is. No, not Christmas. WNBA playoffs. Welcome. I am Howard Megdahl, host of Lockdown Women's Basketball. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. You can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to have a massive amount of fun together over this next month, especially every weekday, emergency podcasts when emergencies take place, and they often do because the playoffs are here. Subscribe where you get your podcasts, over at YouTube, you name it. It's going to be me, but it's going to be a lot of other people too, because the whole team at the next is here to cover it for you. Make sure you're following all the work we do at The Next Hoops on Twitter, thenexthoops.com. You can see over 100 reported pieces every single month. Our reporters are ready to provide you the insights at the arenas. We're there to cover all eight teams in the playoffs. If you follow us closely, you see all four teams who didn't make it to the playoffs. This is what we do 24-7, 365. Fun show ahead. There are four series. We're going to get into each of the four series. I'm going to give you some numbers to know. And then I'm going to tell you who I think is going to win. I could be wrong. I can't predict the future. I have a hard enough time with the present and the recent past. But good Lord, it's going to be a lot of fun. So let's get right into it. Our guest today wrote a playoff preview over at 538 about the WNBA playoffs. His name is Howard Megdahl. I want to welcome him to the show. Howard, great to be with you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm not going to continue that bit. It's just going to be me. But we've got a lot to talk about. And I want to start with number two seed, Chicago Sky. Number seven seed, New York Liberty, seems like a mismatch until you drill down. Let's drill down, okay? According to the 538 estimates, Sky are 20% likely to win the WNBA title, which is interesting to me. I don't set those odds. I'm set by a computer who's much smarter than I am. Liberty are less than 1%. I'll tell that to my wife and children. They're, they're believers. But 
it's worth remembering this is not the same Liberty team that we've seen throughout. Liberty over their last 10 are seven and three, 15 and 13 since that one and seven start. But that last 10, their net rating's third in the WNBA. Net rating over that last 10, actually better than Chicago. So they've played at an elite level. Sabrina Ionescu, by the way, was on my all WNBA first team. That's how good she's been down the stretch. But a big reason why she's been so good is she's been paired a lot of the time with Maureen Johannes, who has absolutely been the playmaker you need next to Sabrina in order to maximize her. And we saw this at, even at Oregon. When she had fellow playmakers next to her at Oregon, she was at her best. So you go into a series with the Liberty, everyone can shoot the three. They've got a six foot 10 player who can shoot the three in Han Shu uh, up and down the roster. Everybody can shoot it up to and including Natasha Howard, who made that three in the final minute of Sunday's game to beat Atlanta. If she misses that three, we might not be here talking about the New York Liberty in the playoffs. A huge shot. So you get into a short series with a team that can shoot like that. Hmm. Be concerned. But that said, look, there's less wrong with the Chicago Sky than any other roster in this league. They have a do-everything player in Candace Parker. But if Parker gets into foul trouble, they got Azurae Stevens to come in. It's a ridiculous luxury. They've got Courtney Vandersloot as a lead of point guard, as you can find in this league, give or take to Chelsea Gray. But if Vandersloot's out, you bring in Julie Alamond. That's ridiculous. The amount of talent up and down this roster. So I think the Liberty steal a game in this one. But even though that means in the format, and we should go over the format, it's best of three, games one and two on the home court of the higher seed, game three on the home court of the lower seed. I think Chicago comes in and wins game three at Barclays Center, but I think it's going to be intense at Barclays Center. All three games during the regular season, single digits. I expect more games like that in this one. That. <clears throat> His hot take number one. I know I picked a favorite. Not that hot a take, but yeah, they'll 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 push it to three. The next year, after free agency, <laughs> we're going to be having a very different conversation about the New York Liberty. Let's put it that way. On to series number two. The top seeded Las Vegas Aces, the eight seed Phoenix Mercury. I do not think this one goes three. But in the event Phoenix can keep it close, the fourth quarter has not been Las Vegas's friend. It has not. The Aces net rating overall this year, 7.7. Second best in the league, behind only Connecticut. In fourth quarter, they are minus 0.3. And there are a bunch of different factors to that. One is <clears throat> the starters play a lot. And they get tired. I saw it firsthand a couple of weeks ago here in New York. The second is Becky Hammond, for all the success she's had this year, has not been making a lot of use of her bench. 
So that leads to two factors. One, when they are out there, they don't have the same kind of reps that other people's rotation members do around the league. But also it reflects potentially limitations of those players. It's hard to say. It's a real chicken and egg thing. Point being, if Phoenix can keep it close, they'll have to do it without Skylar Diggins-Smith, without Diana Tarazi, without Brittany Griner, sadly, although parenthetically and more important than any WNBA playoffs, hearing optimism out of the U.S. side, even out of the Russian side, about that swap, here's hoping. Here's hoping we just get to get back to talking about Brittany Griner safe and sound. Always cannot go without saying, and never will. But to this series, they're missing a lot. Tia Nurse is not back. You're asking Diamond Shields to be a star, which she can be, by the way. They went two and two down the stretch in order to earn this playoff berth, and Diamond went for 24 and 25 in those two wins. And Sophie Cunningham is 46.2% from three over the final four games of the season. So you get into a game late and Sophie can win a game with her perimeter shooting. You know, it, it, it could maybe you could steal one, but I just fade is just too tough. MVP voting was absolutely a toss up between Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart. Those are the two best players in this league, but Asia Wilson had more help, you know, Kelsey Plum was an all-WNBA first-team player for me. Jackie Young has been dominant during the times this season. And if you said to anyone in the league, <clears throat> you have one point guard, I think the majority of them would take Chelsea Gray. So I think Vegas wins this one and two. Again, not that hard to take. I know it. I know, but you're here for truth. Here for truth. So, speaking of truth, let's talk about the NHTSA and their message. You've been hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Now, you live nearby. You can make it home. it's no big deal. What do the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. And people, just beyond even the basics of that read, it's it's a damn Uber. Just, Just call for yourself and, and critically for those around us, please. On to series three. And I just need you to be prepared. The tapes are getting a little hotter. 
Number three, Connecticut Sun. Number six, Dallas Wings. Hmm. Connecticut Sun, the best team in this lead by net rating this year. I know they finished third, one game behind Chicago and Las Vegas. Another great season for Kurt Miller. Just a reminder. Yes, the Sun have not won a championship. That is in no way the way in which you have to measure excellence in this league. There's been an elite team now for half a decade. This is extraordinarily difficult to do. We'll see if they break through this year, but either way, what Kurt Miller has put together there should not be undersold. You get no hashtag disrespect from me. However, the Dallas Wings are scary right now. And yes, I know they are without Arike Gumbawale, but this team, since Tierra McCallan became a full-time starter on July 14th. Their offensive rating is 110. That's 2019 Washington Mystics-esque. Second in the lead since July 14th. That's a good month. <clears throat> McCallan is shooting 60% of the field from the field since July 1st. 15.9 points and 9.8 rebounds per game. I, I have been very clear about this. Tierra McCowan is a star in this league. She just simply isn't being treated like a star. It should not have taken that long for her to enter the lineup. When she did, Vicky Johnson was rewarded with Coach of the Month for August. Fair to wonder if McCowan had been in the lineup since the start of July. Maybe she's Coach of the Month for July. Instead, and without Arike, Marina Mabry has been asked to do more. Well, guess what? You ask a Jersey product to do more, she does more. This is what she's done over the last seven games. 20.9 points per game on 48.2% shooting, 41.5% from three, and she's doing it on six attempts a game. So the Sun are a very scary team. But I think Dallas sends this back to a game three. And I think that game three in Dallas is a true pick em. If Dallas can steal one in Connecticut, I think they have a real chance to take this series. There's been a tough matchup for Connecticut. Dallas has won two out of three. We'll see what happens. But I think Dallas has a real chance to win this series. I tell you, I told you it was getting hotter. And now, finally... <clears throat> Seattle, the four seed, Washington, the five seed. First two games in Seattle, a game three if necessary in D.C. My friends, when we look back on this era in the WNBA, I think we're going to talk about three players as having really defined the latter stages of the 20 teens into the 2020s. And I think those three players, when we talk about it, are going to be Maya Moore and Brianna Stewart and Elena Deladon. You get a little later into the decade and into the 2020s, and those who are in that royalty extend to Asia Wilson and John Paul Jones. It's interesting. Jones obviously drafted a year or two years earlier. 
took a little longer to emerge. Asia wasn't drafted till 2018. But Elena Deladon and Brianna Stewart, even among that group, they're different. They're different than, things, than players we've seen before. Candace Parker redefined the ability to be inside and outside. But Brianna Stewart and Elena Deladon do it in a way that it's hard to differentiate. You know, do you call Brianna Stewart a big? Not really. Do you call Elena Deladon a big? Not really. But you can't call them guards. Not when they rebound like that. Not when they block shots the way they do. They're not defined in traditional ways. You know, I talk about this sometimes. There are a handful of players I've covered in my life in any sport where I came away from it and I said, I've never seen that before. That was how I felt when I saw Steph Curry at Davidson. That's how I felt when I saw LeBron James in high school. That's how I felt when I saw Brianna Stewart. And it's how I felt when I saw Elena Deladon. Uh, it's a short list. It's basically those four and Allen Iverson where I said, I've never seen that before. But they're about to match up. And we haven't really seen that in a series. You know, in 2018, Elena Deladon was playing through a terrible bone bruise. 2019, of course, Elena won the title. Brianna Stewart was out. 2020, no Elena. This matchup in the playoffs here, it's one we're going to talk about for a long time. And I, I believe it's a true pick I think it's the team who has it last is going to win this one. I think it will go three games. And I'm, I'm picking the underdog to win here. You know, it's a very small underdog. You know, given what we know about D.C., given that the difference between four and five largely comes down to preserving Elena in the regular season. Well, Brandon Stewart got to play a full year. But it's set up for D.C. goes in, they steal one in Seattle, and Elena Deladon hits a shot to win game three and send the Washington Mystics on to the second round. So that, my friends, that is how I see the first round going. Feel free to <clears throat> take my picks for what they're worth and head on over to betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can bet on all these games there because betonline.net is not just about men's sports. They have the WNBA playoffs right there. Find reviews and news of every league. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. So head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Again, just want to remind you, make sure you are subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back tomorrow with James Kay, who is live on the scene tonight for game one of Chicago and New York at Wintrust Arena. He's going to tell us all about it. And on Friday, Jacqueline LeBlanc joins the show, our Connecticut Sunbeat reporter over at The Next, talking about all things Connecticut Sun. She will be live on the scene as well. This is what we're here for. This is what you're here for. It is, and I cannot stress this enough, 
I'm Howard Megdahl. We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy the games. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Toasting and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghosts.